Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Peter Lynch and Shauna Theriault and uh, the ever bossy Kelly Lynn Scalise. Okay, I have a case study here. We've got two investors, Brian and Jordan. Um, they have been very successful careers. They didn't, didn't have kids, but um, they've been with Jordan's parents' financial advisor when they first married about 25 years ago. So they've got a long-term you know, relationship with an advisor. Can you I know. stop you there for just sure. a second and ask a question? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Shauna and Peter, is that real common that uh, second generation stays with the first generation's financial advisor? It's very uncommon. Um, really? When I first heard the statistic, and I've heard it multiple times, uh, I believe it's over 95% of the time when somebody passes away, money moves away mm. from that current mm. advisor. So it's it's important to you know have the relationship with the entire family. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty high. Wow. Okay. I just wondered, you know, what was up there. Sorry, Kelly. Oh, no, no. Um, I mean, like, you know, if you get into it, like they've stayed with the advisor because, you know, they've just, they've done well, you know, they've been investing for the future, but now they're hitting that 50 years old, you know, they're, they're in that age bracket where they're now actually looking at that retirement. Um, Brian would like to retire early about 60. They've probably have the assets to do so. So they began talking to the advisor about what they need to do over the next 10 years to really prepare. That's, you know, usually what we encourage. Sure. Um, their advisor, and this is how that he, uh, or he or she, I don't know, uh, deals with liquidity for retirement. They want to keep them in an equity income portfolio and let them live strictly off the dividends. Hmm. So keep like the dividends in that, like, I guess kind of cash account and then let, I don't know. It's, it's a very different from our 10 year rule. Uh, without a doubt. Yeah. And that would be the ideal situation where you don't have to touch that principle. Yeah, I um, guess this is kind of, I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean, I've seen examples where we talk about how like, yes, you do touch principle, but then as it grows over a te rolling 10 year period, it's fine. Yeah, and it's absolutely okay to touch that principle when needed. Um, you know, you've, you've got to run cash flow projections. I mean, a lot of people will look at um, an overall allocation based on your age, which you could have potentially too much risk or maybe not enough risk to help that portfolio grow. Mm -hmm. But that's really usually uh, equity versus fixed income, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. not really including just uh, dividend-paying stocks. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, but you can be in situations, too, where, you know, it really just matters, you know, what is their, their risk tolerance. And what I mean by that is for our 10-year rule, you can have a situation where someone has a pension in retirement, let's say. And maybe their pension is similar in income to when they were working. Well, then all of a sudden they have Social Security and then they have all these dividends and then they have required minimum distributions. You could be in a situation where your income and not even including the requirement of distributions just from dividends, Social Security and pensions, which pensions aren't, you know, that pop popular. They there's not many out there, but some some individuals still have them. So you can be in a situation where your income actually covers your expenses. So the 10-year rule would technically say they could be in 100% equities. Yeah. I mean, that's not the norm, but there are situations where it could be like that. Yep. Uh, we've been going through a few details on a case study. Um, 
And uh, the case study is uh, Brian and Jordan, who are pretty young folks compared to me, I guess, uh, 50 years old. And um, they've they've uh, ran across a financial advisor who is telling them that maybe they could live off of, uh, they could go ahead and retire or get near mm-hmm. retirement and uh, live off of dividends from stock. That would seem like you would need a lot of money. Well, uh, here's the thing. Uh, you know, we have a portfolio that focuses exactly on what Brian and Jordan are talking about. Uh, and right now it's making you, you know, somewhere in the high 3%, maybe 3.8%, 3.6%, something right in there. And this is a this is a diversified portfolio. It's going to be very value-oriented, so mm. you're not going to have a whole lot of growth. Uh, most growth companies don't pay dividends. Uh, so it it's... You know, you wind up with a few questions about diversified. Is your portfolio sufficiently diversified? Um, and, you know, in this case, sure it can be, but you also know that it's going to be a little less volatile than the overall market in general. Um, and uh, a lot more volatile than just about any fixed income investment mm-hmm. you can make. So uh, there's there's a good bit of risk. I think what we ought to do is turn it over to Peter and let him flesh out just and what Shauna. goes into a finance. Well, Shauna's there. I'm, She's there. I'm not trying to exclude you, Shauna. <laughs> you know this. Uh, but but Peter out of sight, out of mind. I, <laughs> I know. I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to work with you here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I got your back, Shauna. You don't have to worry about it. And Troy, no, you, I, I know. You, Troy, you bring up a good point about their age. They're 50. Sure. Um, so, y- you know, you've got to look at inflation. You've got to keep up with or beat inflation. That's so, a true benchmark, is it not? Yeah. So you you need that element of growth, which, like you said, you may not get. You may get some growth on those value stocks, but mm-hmm. having some real growth stocks in the portfolio, I think, is going to be important, too. And, you know, we say this all the time, but everybody's situation is different. Um and looking at this example, we don't know how much they're spending. Right. So in retirement, a lot of what it comes down to is how much are you spending? Right. Well, that's where a financial plan starts, right? I was going to say, exactly. like, I, you know, when when I saw this, you know, this case study, I was like, they're they're spending X amount a year, you know, in retirement. Well, I'm like, well, how did they get to that? Right. Right. Like, that seems to be like... Did they just tell their advisor that's how much you want to spend? Or Well, uh, is it common for people to spend less in retirement than they spend when they're working? That's the, that's the thought. But typically, um, even in the beginning of retirement, sometimes you're going to spend a little bit more because you have this free time. So the first few years, you're still young. Maybe you want to travel more. Maybe you're going to be buying new toys. Sure. Um, but typically, you know, people have always said in the past, I'm going to spend about 80% of what I did before I retired. Right. But typically, you're really going to spend about the same yeah. as you did prior. So Maybe a little less on maybe. on clothing and uh, wear and tear on your automobile, gasoline, yeah. things like that, unless you are traveling, I would imagine. I, I don't know. This, this past, you know, two and a half or year and a half of pandemic, like... Yeah. I have lived in yoga pants and a t-shirt. <laughs> so you're going to retire in yoga pants? And uh, a pretty t-shirt? much, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, that's... there's your visual. Thank you, I'm... Kelly Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got us. Uh, the the, uh, the thing is, though, Peter, as you said, you know, you can control your spending to some extent, but mm-hmm. you still have developed habits over a long period of time, and it's not real common that you're going to cut your spending in half, right? Exactly. 
Yeah. So what needs to happen? I mean, you, we project out how much you're going to spend and, and various things come into play, right? Taxes is one, and you've already mentioned inflation, so um, you'd have to bring that in, right? Right. And to help reduce some of that risk, we use what's called our 10-year rule. Right. Where ideally we want to keep 10 years worth of your spending needs in fixed income. So the way that works is we just match up you're spending year by year mm-hmm. with a, a bond. Basically, we create a bond ladder, uh, right. some sort of fixed income that would match uh, in amount and maturity uh, the spending needs that we derive for you within your financial plan. Right, right. Yeah. And then anything that's not needed in that 10-year time period can be invested in stocks or in equities. Okay. All right. So you've got the stocks and equities that generally, as you said, point toward growth. We're going to try to beat inflation with that amount. Right. Anytime you're beating inflation, meaning you're earning more with your portfolio than inflation, your wealth is growing. Correct. And anytime on the sidelines, this money that we're talking about, and this is where it's a little bit dicey right now, uh, what you try to do is mark time with inflation. Well, with inflation at the rates that it is right now, and hopefully the Fed is right and it is transitory, it's really hard to buy reliable, uh, you know, not too risky fixed income investments that match that as far as return goes, right? It's very difficult. And that's why you need that element of growth. Right. All right. So, um, you know, I've already mentioned the volatility within a within a uh, strategy like this is is uh, a little more than I'm comfortable with. Uh, I, I think that uh, there's a few other things. Now, let's step backwards and, and talk a little about what Shauna has already mentioned. And that is so if you've got a person, even if they're a good bit older, they've done a great job saving. Maybe they got some. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a, uh, they were the beneficiary of somebody's will along the way, mm-hmm. so they got mm-hmm. some money in. Um, and and maybe they have a pension, which is not terribly uncommon for retirees today, but for the working class folks. And within that accumulation phase, it's pretty rare unless you're working for a government entity. Right. Uh, you're not likely to have a pension. And why? It's not because companies are evil and don't want you to have fun in retirement. It's really because they could take on the risk of, of uh, your retirement benefits. So they have learned. I mean, that that was something that they did after World War II so that they could draw employees. It was a a very difficult job market at the time, and it was Mm -hmm. hard for companies to woo people back. But uh, they they had a pension. So, you know, within the pension, they would take care of you. Right. Uh, But but that's gone away. So now as an investor, do I want to invest in a company that offers a pension to its employees? It, it makes earnings a little more difficult. So I guess there's two sides of this in the investment and finance world. Um, it's great if you got it, but uh, yep. if I'm investing, maybe I look somewhere else. But, you know, uh, for, for the case at hand, uh, the point is a financial plan is very specialized to an individual, at least at Hensler Financial, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody spends a different amount. Everybody's saved a different amount. Right. So you really need to you, you need to talk some to somebody a little bit more in depth. Yeah. About, about your, your specific situation. Exactly. Right? When you want to retire, how much yeah. you've saved, how much you're going to spend. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Kelly Lynn, is there anything else you want us to cover here? 
risks to the dividends. Mm, yeah, let's talk a lot about that. If I'm buying yeah. a stock mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm really looking for the dividend, it's going to fuel my retirement, it's going to fund my retirement, I want to make sure that that dividend is covered well by earnings of the underlying company. Mm. So dividend coverage is one of the major things that we look at within our own uh, equity income portfolio. Um, basically, are earnings sufficient to mm-hmm. more than pay out? And, you know, it sounds pretty logical that you would do this. You would be amazed at how many companies do not cover the dividend that they pay out. They're mm. basically borrowing to pay out a dividend. Uh, not a good sustainable situation long term, and we avoid it. Yes. Yep. So dividends just one piece of the pie to look at when sure, you're investing yeah. in stocks. Right. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, it seems like I mean I see like how they both both strategies have the risk. Like this this uh, the investor that they're working with or the advisor they're working with now has that like dividend risk. Sure. You know, are those companies going to be able to sustain it? I mean, and then, of course, like in the 10 year rule, I mean, the risk, like you mentioned, is can you can that fixed income portfolio keep up with inflation? Yeah. I mean, there's Uh, always a risk. It's just a matter of. There's another aspect, Kelly Lynn, and and basically valuation comes into play because when we have valuations in the market as they are today, where the price you're paying is pretty significantly higher Mm -hmm. than the price relative to earnings in the past, especially the price relative to the dividend that you're getting Mm -hmm. you're getting a lower yield so you know you have to wind up uh you know if if you bought today and you assume dividends grow maybe it's sustainable in the future but boy you're you're starting at a bad time today Mm. yeah so uh i don't know i i think i would find a new strategy personally I th- well, I mean, maybe and maybe that's like me projecting my risk tolerance on on. It, put it like this: If you were going to do this, <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's something that you, you. First of all, you need to talk to an advisor. But mm-hmm. the, the second thing is, you might be able to do it partially. Mm. You know, where you do buy some fixed exactly. income for the shorter term, and then on the longer end, where you have time for recovery, okay. maybe you go so for take a like dividend. that seven to ten year. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, and money. we have and we, do we that. have quite a few clients that yeah. request something like that, so okay. that they can still be in the market with some of their especially, funds, especially with interest rates where they are. Exactly. Fixed yeah. income. Uh, well, three point six, three point eight percent sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a windfall compared to some yeah. of the things that you can see with fixed income yeah. investments today. Right. Oh, two percent. Yeah. Well, the only thing that I'll remind you of is in all cases, remember in finance, if you're receiving more in return, you're probably taking more risk. All right. right. You are listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products.
This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.